You're listening to the River City Church Podcast. Our desire is that you know Jesus, experience freedom, find community, and discover purpose. For more information, check us out on social or visit us at rivercitychurch.co. Here's the message. Um, tonight, I, I wanted to... There has been a, uh, a phrase that's been on my heart for a while, and and I have... It's it's been one that I was like, okay, God, like I I heard it and I was like, what are you gonna do with this? And then uh, Brian and I were sitting in uh, two weeks ago. We were sitting just talking through some things, and he goes, oh, by the way, you're gonna you're gonna teach on Wednesday night. And I was like, okay, sounds great. So I was like, that's what God was doing. He was giving me this phrase, um, and here we are. Um, tonight doing this, but what's really funny about this is that the phrase that he gave me was thrive in your design, was the, was the phrase he gave me, thrive in your design. And I was like, okay, yeah, God, I, we can do this. And then as I got closer, I'm like, I'm, I'm teaching about something that it's not really my design to, to speak and preach. Like I, I've done it before. Um, I, I enjoy speaking, but it's not something that like my heart beats for. Does that make you following me? Mm-hmm. Um, I love worship. I'm, I, I'm comfortable behind my guitar. That's where I'm comfortable. I'm not comfortable outside of my guitar. So Leslie was kind of making comments. She's like, it's really funny that God gave you this title and then you're trying to like encourage people to thrive in their design and you're not in your design. I was like, that is pretty funny. The Holy Spirit has a funny way of bringing those things around. But that also led us to having a little deeper conversation about how there are times in our life where we are put in positions where we have to step into a design or an identity or a role. um, And it isn't maybe how we were created or what we feel the most comfortable in. But we put our faith and our trust in the Lord and in the power of his Holy Spirit, that even though this isn't his design to be a preacher, we know that the Holy Spirit gives us power and authority in the position that he does give so that the good word that the Lord has put upon Jason um, and put in his heart to share with you is not something that is less than what Brian would offer you because it's coming from the truth of God's word, but it will probably come in a different way than maybe what Brian would deliver. And that is we, correct. As, <laughs> as we do this together, see, we're a comedy show, you guys. You didn't even know it. Um, but that also led us into scripture, and we felt like the Lord really anointed this um, very much within our own hearts as well. But In scripture, in Exodus chapter three, verses 10 through 12, it says, come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, but who am I that I should do this to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? There is a point in Moses's life where he kind of looked at God and said, excuse me, this is totally outside of my identity. Um, it talks in scripture about how he may have, uh, Moses may have had a stutter or a speech impediment of some kind. So the confidence of going in front of Pharaoh, like the big guy, and to present this case, like I want all of these people to be freed, was completely outside of his natural design. It wasn't who he was comfortable with being, but the Lord spoke clearly to him, I'm going before you, I'm going within you, and what you present to Pharaoh will be heard. 
because I am going to give you everything you need to fulfill that purpose. And so sometimes, when we, as we are going to go through tonight, talking about our design and how we're to thrive in who we are, sometimes we are asked to do things that we aren't maybe comfortable with, or maybe it's not exactly where we want to be. But we have to put our trust in the Lord that if we're put in that position, he's going to meet our every need and provide everything that we need to accomplish the goal that he has. Yeah. So the first point tonight, we're going we're gonna to jump right into the points. We've got three points tonight. Um, the first one is your design is unique. Um, and, and I think this is something I wrote down just as I was letting this kind of um, marinate in my heart. It says, I said, I wrote down this down. It says, finding my identity will only happen when I lay down my desires. So my identity won't be found by looking inside. Like the world says, go find yourself. It's like, well, I'm not going to find myself by looking inside of myself. I'm going to find who I am, the design that I am, by looking at my creator, the one that has designed me, right? So you don't need to, you don't need more books, you know, you don't, by, but we lean into God's word and walking with God's people. So with the word and with God's people, we're going to come back to that later. You don't need no, more books. You don't need more podcasts. Although go to our podcasts and listen to podcasts. <laughs> you don't, you don't need to, you don't need to follow any more inspirational speakers or, or pastors um, that are online. They're great. I love them. I follow them. I get inspired by them, but we don't need more of it. What we need more of is his word and, and, and community in a healthy community. Follow me? Yes. Okay. So one of the things that I've, I've kind of did this, a little bit of a deep dive into this. So Psalm 1, uh, 139, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there, uh, verses 13 and 14, but they'll be on the screen as well. But it says, for, you're formed, for you formed my inmost parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Everybody say wonderfully made. Wonderfully, wonderfully made. made. Wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. So he's talking about how he's created us all uniquely and, and, and wonderfully. And then it says, that it does, it's not on the screen, but it's, it goes on. It says, marvelous are your works. Mm-hmm. Let that sit in. He's talking about how he's designed you. He says, marvelous are your works. You, you, are, you are wonderfully made and you're marvelous, okay? Mm-hmm. The, the, the Hebrew word for, for wonderfully made, that phrase is pala. And, and it's interesting because it, it, it means to be distinct, to be marked out, to be separated or to be distinguished. Okay, so we're, 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 we are wonderfully made, we are distinguished by the creator, before we could speak, before we could do anything. Could we do works in our mother's womb? No, everybody. No, Jason. We can't, but he, we're wonderfully made and we're loved by him before we, we could do anything. So listen to this. So it says distinct, to be distinct or be separate, to be distinguished. And so I, I, I went through and I looked at what, the, what our... our um, English definition was for distinguished. And this is, this is what I found. It says um, successful, authoritative, and commanding great respect. Okay, so we are fearfully and wonderfully made. This word that God uses then in, in this is that we are distinguished, we are set apart, we're marked. And, and this, is, this is what 
Leslie and I were talking about this this afternoon and it just, I had this moment where I was like, wow. So I have this, this design, this unique design and God has created me to be a son in the kingdom of God. And, and here's what just blows me away is that he didn't design, I didn't design me. Like I did not say, well, this is, these are all the attributes that Jace, that I want to have, like matrix them into me, right? It just doesn't happen that way. But he put them in me. He made me to, to, to lean into certain things, to lean into, like I love mountains and lake. It's, I just love it. I, some people, I think most people like it deep down, but I, I, I love that. I love being around water. Um, and so there's this, there's this specific way that God has, has, has formed me. And this is what also blows me away, is that when we set in our, unique, our uniqueness, in the design that God has made us, um, it, one of the words that, he, that is used here is that it's authoritative. Okay? So your unique design in the kingdom of God has authority. Okay, so so when we come across, um, we're going to talk a little bit later about about. I want to jump there so fast. I told Leslie I'm so quick. I just get to my point like really fast, and I want to go there. But anyway, so the authority the authority that we have as sons and daughters, when we put Jesus as our our Lord and Savior, and we are adopted into His family, there's authority that that is shifted to us because we, in our unique design. Okay, I can't play the bass like Clay plays, plays the bass, okay? I, I cannot, I can't, I don't preach like Brian preaches, but I have a unique design, amen? So, and just to be clear, yes. if you haven't picked up on that, you do too. So yes, Jason has unique design. He was made uniquely, but each of us in here was designed with a purpose, with a plan, um, and you were each uniquely made to fulfill that for God's glory and for your good. So, and that was my next point. Look at that. Good. <laughs> you are the only you. You're you the only you. are the only you. So you have been crafted. You have been knit together. You have been formed. And you are the only you that there will ever be. Uh, there will not be another one like you. And even if someone else had, let's say, um, if we just talk about like gifts that are found in the Bible, um, they talk about the gift of prophecy. There may be in this room five people who have the gift of prophecy, but none of you are going to deliver that in the same way because you are each unique and you have a special purpose in the manner in which you are going to function and serve in that role with prophecy. Uh, maybe if we look even at just more natural gifts, some of you may be athletes. Um, we may have, I don't know, a few athletes in the room. And they may just be in a few rows, like right in the middle right here. <laughs> um, but you may be an athlete, but even, I'm sorry, guys, I got to point you out because the Lord says to. So we've got these hockey players here. They all play like on the same team. They're all hockey players, but do they all play the same? No. Do they all have the same positions? No. They are all unique on that team. They're all hockey players, yet they're all uniquely made and designed to serve a certain and specific purpose on that team. And that's the same way that it is for all of us. 
in the spiritual as well as obviously in that physical as well. We are meant to be fulfilling a greater purpose with the way that God has made us. And sometimes we may look in a mirror and question how God has made us. Sometimes we may look at the person sitting next to us or the person we work with or the person that we even see driving by in a really nice car that we think we want. And we might look to them and say, but what about me? I'm not looking like they are. I'm, what, what about my uniqueness? Because their uniqueness looks a lot better than mine. But the Lord has spoken, and that's why what we said at the beginning, we've got to go into God's word. We've got to know what God says about our identity and not look to try and be like everybody else, but to be all that he has created yeah. us to be. So I'm going to read um, Ephesians 2, 10, and then Leslie's going to read um, out of Second Timothy. So if you want to find both those places, or they're both going to be um, up on the screen as well. But this, this, is, this is fantastic. So it says, we have become, this is the Passion Translation. It says, you know, speaking into what Leslie just shared, we have become his poetry, okay? A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would, we would do to fulfill it. Is that good news? Mm-hmm. That is so good. It doesn't, it, it's not about, what, about us figuring it out. He's planned it and we walk in surrender to the Holy Spirit and to do the, plan, the gifts, to use the gifts that he's designed us to use for the purposes he has to use it. Yes, is that good? See, I, I just love it when God's word teaches and we don't have to. We just read it. And <laughs> it's like, oh, you got that. Okay, so we're going to look at 2 Timothy 1, 9 through 14. And I believe this was ESV. I don't know if that's indicated up there, but I think this is from the ESV. Um, and it starts there with who saved us. Um, It talks about um, Christ, God, his fulfillment, what he has done. And it says, and God who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So when did that happen? Before you were born? Way before, like before time began. He was already designing, planning his own purpose for each and every one of us. The baby that was just born days ago, already, that baby's life has already been planned and purposed. Um, before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For which I, this is Paul who's writing this, he says, for which I was appointed a preacher, apostle, and teacher. So what were the gifts that he had handed down? What what was he given by God? He was to be the preacher, the apostle, and the teacher, right? And he's speaking that out. He's saying, and that was what my design was. He goes on to say, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard 
until that day what has been entrusted to me. Ooh, so your purpose, your plan, what he has put inside of you, he's put on guard because he's entrusted you with it to do something with it and nothing's gonna happen to it. It's not going away. It is there for you to use. It is there for you to put into action. It is there for you to fulfill and do all that you can with it. And he's gonna guard it and keep it for you to fulfill that purpose. Oh, sorry, it got better. (laughs) Did you see that? (laughs) Oh, you guys, I'm so sorry. (laughs) You're like awkwardly watching me read. And yes, so let's keep reading. (laughs) So he's able to guard until that day when he has been entrusted to me. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. He's speaking to us in faith and love that what has been created, put inside of you, it's going to be guarded and you've got a purpose. And then he ends it by saying this, by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted in you. Ooh, what are we guarding? The good thing he's already put in you from the beginning before the ages. It is in you. It's what are, what are you gonna do with it? And he says, put on guard, get to work, get busy, because it's, it's there, it's inside of you for you to fulfill that awesome purpose. Guard the good deposit. Yeah. And, and I think... I think that um, one of the things that I... When, when, we, when we surrender, again, when we have this surrendered heart to what God has done, and when we guard this, um, and you're distinguished with, in authority, with authority to thrive... Um, we, we do this in the soil that he's planted us in, okay? So the soil is where, where you are, where you find yourself, where do you spend your time, you, you know, are you, are you a mom, a dad, uh, you know, a stay-at-home mom or dad, are you, uh, are you an accountant, are you a, a grandma or grandpa, are you uh, um, an engineer, all these things, this is the soil that God has, has planted you in. And so our, the second point in all of this, so the first point was, um, what was my first point? To your design is unique. The second point here is that your design is to thrive. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have this story. Okay, so we have we have a, um, a our backyard. We live on like the top of a horseshoe in Mason City here, and so that our backyard does this like like this fan thing, and so it's it goes back a ways. When we bought the house, we didn't know how far back this went. And then my neighbor was like, do you have a riding lawnmower? And I was like, why? And uh, he told me how far back it goes. And I was like, oh, good thing I have five boys to mow. So anyway, so in the back, way in the back though, the previous owner, he, what we learned later is that he would just take anything that he found like in the ditch and he would just go like toss it in the back. So he had this like, I'm not going to call it a garden but it was like this things place. were growing things were growing <laughs> lots of different things and we didn't we've like we're st- i think we're still finding things after 10 years there so but we we did this huge like it took a it honestly took a couple years to like clear this out they had like he had these cedar trees that f- had fallen and so 
I started to dig down one time and it was like, I got my spade like halfway and it was like, Kum. I was like, okay, so either I found a coffin or something, <laughs> but I turned over, I went over, like I went about 10 feet over and I did it again. And there's just, there's cedar roots that honestly, it was all over the place. And so I spent a lot of time, the boys helped me pick up, dig these out. And I thought I got most of them, but then, and, and I did get most of them, but I said, you know what, Leslie, I want to put a tree out here because it's kind of open. And so I went and found, I think it was just a maple tree, like a sapling. I put it out there. I planted it. I got, I did everything. I did everything. I'm going to reiterate, I did everything to, to, to help this tree grow and thrive. And, and so the first year passed and it was like, okay, good. Yeah. Yep. And then the deer came and they decided to chew on my tree. I was not happy. And, um, but I, you know, I read again, I was like, okay, how am I going to fix this? And I, you know, tried to tape it and all this stuff and it, and it just didn't stay. So needless to say my tree after about three years, I just went out there with a hatchet and I was like, well, I think I let one of the boys chop it down. Because how fun you did. is that? It was a child who so, chopped it down. But what the, the, the point is here is that you have to have good soil. There's, there's no way that you're going to um, thrive in, in just doing something um, that, you, that is in your own mind and passion, like on your own effort. Is this, is you, are you following me here? So to thrive, here's a definition of to thrive, to grow, to increase. And I like this. It says um, to grow in increase in bulk or stature, to flourish. So young cattle thrive in rich pastures and trees thrive in a good soil, unless you're in my backyard. Um, so Psalm 1, 1, 1, 1 through 3, it says, we know, you know, most of us know this. If, if you've heard this, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on, his, on the law, he meditates day and night. So this is the verse three. This is what I want to kind of land on here in this, in this part. He is like a tree planted in streams by streams of water that yields fruit in its, in its season and his leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. We're planted by the word. We're planted by the, the streams of, of, that God has given us in our life that, that we find nourishment in the word um, that, and, and then also that we're in community. And I've, I've, what I love about River City Church um, is that it's in our, it is in our, um, our vision, our DNA, um, that, we, that we are in community. You know, discover purpose. You, you're finding purpose in, you, in, in community, but also how God has created you. Um, and I think one of the things, you know, we've come out of, of Sunday, our city group kickoff, the community is huge. You, you have to have, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to a number of people um, in, I don't know how many years of ministry now, but it's a lot of times when we have those backslidden years or, or maybe even a decade, it's because you come out of community, like that God has put you in. And we don't want to be... Um, we want to try to be like somebody else or we're trying to be um, something that we're not. We're not in our unique design. Uh, and, and I believe that when we find that community, it truly does 
um, sustain us when you marry this with the word of God. So Exodus 17, we're going to go there. We're just going to jump there. Okay. Yes. So Exodus 17, um, we're going to start at verse 12. When Moses' arms grew tired, Aaron and Hur brought a stone for him to sit on. And while they stood beside him and held up his arms, holding them steady until the sun went down. And it was in this way, Joshua totally defeated the Amalekites. Um, I don't know if you're going to... Okay, so we talked about earlier, Moses had kind of gone into this calling, this opportunity to lead a lot of people out of bondage, out of slavery, and he did not feel like he was very capable of that. But he stepped into this new role, and he trusted that God was going to lead him through. And they did that. Uh, But then they were facing um, this situation where the Amalekites were they needed to be defeated because the purpose that God had was for them to be defeated. And Moses, it says um, a little bit before this, that in order for them to destroy the Amalekites, Moses had to keep his hands in the air. Raise your hands in the air if you've heard this story before. Okay. Hold them there for a long time. Yeah, now just hold them there for the rest of the time, right? So in order for them to destroy this enemy that had come, that was coming against them, Moses had to keep his hands in the air uh, the whole time. That was an instruction that was given to him. But he struggled. There was a point where he became weary and holding his arms up was becoming very, very difficult. And he had two, Aaron, his brother, and her came over and they put a solid foundation underneath him. They gave him a stone to remind him, um, really, and to support him to say, nope, you've got this. We are here to support you. We know your purpose, and your purpose is to keep your hands up. So we're going to make sure that you fulfill your purpose, your great duty. So they slide that stone there to say, we're here. We've got your back. And then one, um, Aaron on one side held up Moses' arm, and her on the other side held up his other arm. And they, without saying words, were telling Moses, we are this community that is around you, that knows your purpose, that knows your identity, that knows what you're supposed to be doing, and we're not going to let you miss the mark because we're not going down with the Amalekites. We are here to take, take over. We are here to win this battle, and we're going to do everything we can to be sure that you fulfill the purpose that you have. When we talk about community, that's the community we're talking about. We need to be in healthy community. We need to be surrounded by people who can see and know who we are, the identity that God has given us, the purpose that God has intended for us. And instead of questioning us or beating us down or letting our arms fall, they're the community that comes alongside us and says, I'm going to hold your right hand, I'm going to hold your left hand, and I'm going to make sure that this great design and purpose that God has put inside of you is fulfilled because you're your good that gets done is my victory too. The good that comes from Moses' hands being up wasn't for just Moses' good. That was for the good of the people. And that's the community that we want you guys to all be a part of. It's what God has designed all people to be a part of, is a community that knows who they are and 
who one another is and we're supporting and encouraging. Isn't that good news? Isn't that, that awesome? Like you're not on your own. Like that's, and that's, it's, that is, I believe, you know, you see that where Jesus brings his disciples together. He's like, he builds community for the purpose of the kingdom. And mm-hmm. this goes into the, the third and last point is that your design is to claim ground in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. In the in, in on earth as it is in heaven. All right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and what's neat about that claiming ground is that it, it is only done. It's, I would say typically done in community. Like you, you have to have an Aaron and a her, like you, you really do. And if you don't, like, come talk to me. Like, I, we'll, we'll find somebody to come alongside of you. That, that's what, that is what we, our heart beats for at River City Church. It's to plug you into the purposes that God has for you, that has, he's designed for you to do. Um, so your design is to claim ground. When Leslie and I were talking about this, I, the, the last point was to, we said, I wrote it out and I said, your design is to take ground. I was like, that's not right. Because the ground's already been taken. Like Jesus paid the price for the ground to be taken. Okay? You are, there, there are, there's principalities and things going on in this world that, that we don't see. Scripture says that, that, that the battle is not flesh and blood. And, mm-hmm. and here we are, and we see that maybe there's areas in our life, in family, that, that the enemy has, has taken ground or claimed ground that was already like established, like, no, this is not yours. Mm-hmm. Does anybody, I mean, does anybody else live in that right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the reality is that we live in this world in this tension of now, but not yet in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like now, and, and so your, your design is to claim ground. Mm-hmm. Jesus paid the price already. The ground has already been paid for. Like he has the deed. Mm-hmm. He has the deed for the ground all around you. You just say, I claim this in Jesus' name. I claim this joy in Jesus' name. I claim my son to come home, my daughter to come home in Jesus' name. Like I cancel the the assignment or what has been stolen Mm -hmm. from them that that they're not seen yet or that that others have um, persuaded them in a way, right? Mm. Mm. What we had talked about with that also was that um, if we, um, when we go to scripture, we see the perfect um, fulfillment of purpose and identity through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was given his purpose and his identity. He was the son of God. And when he came to earth, he lived a sinless life. And the purpose that was upon him was really to come to this earth and die. (laughs) That was his purpose. And if we're really honest with ourselves, that's what we're here for too. We're just here to come here and die. And what are we all doing? What are we doing with this time that we've got here? And when we look to Jesus, he lived this sinful, sinless life, fulfilling everything that the Lord had given to him as an instruction, that the Father had given him as an instruction. He fulfilled all of that. So when he, I don't know that he ever doubted his identity, but we do find in scripture times where his identity was affirmed. 
when he went to be with Zechariah, when he stood at the age of 12 in the temple courts, when um, he was even visited by the Magi as a little child, they were all speaking into him the fulfillment and the truth of who he was and what he was here to do. And there were even times, and we kind of joked, like, I wish I was in that little huddle. There were times where he even looked to his closest friends, the disciples, and said, who do you say that I am? Oh, you are the Messiah. You are the Christ. He was being reminded of who he was and that purpose that he had to fulfill. And for us, we get to celebrate being on this side of Jesus, knowing that he did all of that work. He fulfilled all of his greatest calling. He did all that he was intended to do with perfection. And we get to look not just to him for the example, but we get to look for him as what he has already taken care of on our behalf. So my purpose and my calling and my unique design and what God has intended for me to do, I might make some mistakes here and there. I might not get it right like Jesus did, but he already took care of it, so that's okay. We're free to make lots of mistakes and then trust the grace that covers us and the way that we walk out this unique design that he has given to us to fulfill. And I am grateful to know that Jesus knew his identity, he understood what God had called him to do, and he walked a life seeking to fully fulfill that. And that's what we get to do. We get to do the same thing yeah, in our is, life. This, that's the result of living out our God-given design, mm-hmm. is that we, that we claim ground for the kingdom. And we find there's so much reward in that, and it's not our own reward. It's like, it is, it is a joy to see like eyes opened, like to the, mm-hmm. to the good news and, and freedom to happen in, in lives that have been just ravished by whether it's, you know, abuse or drugs or whatever it is. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's the good news. That's the, that's the ground that gets claimed when we yeah. surrender our own lives. So listen to this. This is what, here's, Leslie told me I had to wrap up like at some point because I my notes in my iPad, like you just like scroll and it's like yeah. endless. It's like Facebook. It just keeps going. (laughs) Yeah. So here it is. You have a unique design. Yes. To thrive. And to claim ground. And your surrender to what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life right now. Mm -hmm. Right now. Will always lead you to thrive in your design, in your unique design, and to claim ground for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times we, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I, I end up like seeing something, um, and then I think I've, I'm gonna, I'm going to, I'm gonna take this from here, God. Like I'm gonna. Okay, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing, and then I just like go, and then I'm I, then I miss like the yellow light, and then I run the red light, and then I you know what I mean? Like it just, it just it doesn't it doesn't stop. And especially when we don't surrender in every moment, and and and, and maybe there's a relationship that you know I says something, and the Holy Spirit can speak over coffee, but you know He speaks really clear in the word. Mm-hmm. 
but he speaks in community. He speaks in, it says that he speaks through creation. He speaks all over the place. But if you're not grounded in the word, you can get on off all sorts of tangents of like what you believe God's saying to you. Like dreams are good. I heard somebody say once, dreams are good and they're amazing, but sometimes it's just bad pizza. Like, <laughs> like really, like there, I had a weird dream the other night. I was like, I mean, it doesn't, it wasn't disturbing. I was like, I'm just gonna like, whatever. So I would encourage you just to, to, if there's anything that I would encourage you to do tonight, it was really, really quick. I'm just gonna do this. It's crowd participation. So raise your hand if you're in a family. Like you live with somebody. Okay, good. If you, if you um, own a business, keep your hands up. Just keep your hands up. Okay, if you are on a team. Okay, so everybody should have their hands up by now. Are, do you live in a neighborhood? Do you have neighbors? Okay, that is the ground. That's the ground that you can, that you, you say, God, where, what do you want me to do in this ground? Like, how, how do you want me to, to interact with my neighbor, with my family? I, we, we went through some devotions this morning. It was so good. It was such a rich time. And then at the same time, I had, like our five-year-old was like bouncing a balloon it was hard. There's certain times, like in family, it's like you, you have these, ground is hard in all different sorts of, in all, diff, all of those different um, areas. There's different hard, but it's the ground. You just surrender to say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do right here? Like, I, I'm your vessel. I am, I am your hands and feet. I'm your, I'm your mouthpiece. Like, and so I would just ask that you just lean into those moments and to, so that you can... Um, flourish in your unique, unique design to thrive and claim ground for the kingdom of heaven. We trust this message encourages you in faith and in your relationship with Jesus. To learn more about River City Church, find us on social or visit us at rivercitychurch.co.